All right, folks, welcome to the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. I'm, uh, I'm excited today. This is Britt Myers, publisher, owner, janitor of the Keys Weekly Newspapers and Media, also with Overseas Media Group. Uh, you've been listening to our podcast. We've had some really cool guests on. Today, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm your typical music fan. I bug people who, who know more about music than I do, particularly those who put on music shows You've had Michael Kirk. He's here with me today, folks. Uh, he's been integrated in Nashville, a lot of music. He's a documentary filmmaker. I make him show me really cool videos of Sturgill Simpson and Tony Bennett and all these cool musicians he's worked with behind the scenes, Joni Mitchell. And I'm just that, and he gets irritated and says, okay, okay, here you go, Brett. And then I booked today's guest, and Michael's been our guest uh, as well and our co-host. And, I, and today we have a very special guest going to have him up here in a second is kyle carter he puts on the mile zero fest here in key west now that's another festival i go to we talked about michael kirk the music he's been involved with mile zero comes around and i hear about it in key west and i have a lot of friends who put on music in key west and around the keys but here comes kyle carter mile zero fest and these names start popping up that i love jason isbell uh, whiskey myers Tyler Childers, yes, that Tyler Childers, the Mavericks. And this was Tyler Childers before he, like for people like me, before he was cool. And now, obviously, he's just the coolest, right? I mean, so here's here's Mr. Brett, a fan. I've got Michael Kirk on my right. Michael's going to help us talk to Kyle Carter today. Kyle Carter, Mile Zero Fest. Uh, we are very excited to have you on the show. Man, I'm stoked to be here. I, I have to say, I don't know if I can live up to it. I've listened to your podcast. You do, <laughs> <laughs> you do have some cool people on it, so I'm hoping I come in the top 10 somewhere. Have you had nine podcasts? So. I'll be number 10. I'll be yeah, thrilled. You're the that. one that we, we joked earlier. You're the one that listened to it. So you get a prize. <laughs> Speaking of prizes, before we move forward, Kyle yeah. Carter here on the uh, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. You brought you're, you set the president. So you moved up on the list. You brought gifts today. We got some Mile Zero, uh, not thermos, not Yeti. What do you call this? Yeah, water, this, you know, and whiskey key, in, containers. Whiskey containers. <laughs> Could be whiskey. And, uh, one thing I've learned now, I've lived in Kennedy West since May of 19, and, and you carry your water bottle and you refill your water bottle. And if you get caught with plastic, you're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead to me. Mary Felger from Fury Key West has like drilled it. that into my brain like, I used to go to the store and buy groceries and then get, you know, a 30-pack of water because that's what you do in Oklahoma. You're not worried. Boy, I don't have water bottles around the house anymore at all. I like it. Yeah, I've got my big container. My wife makes me drink it, the water, so uh, she's trying to keep me I had to bring some swag. It's awesome. So you're way up on the list. We're swag people. For future guests, Kyle Carter brought (laughs) gifts. Remember that. That's right. So we do have Kyle Carter. I've got Michael Kirk here with Brett Myers, uh, hosting the Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. We've got Kyle Carter from Mile Zero Fest. We're going to talk music today. We're going to talk about, Kyle, uh, how you got into this. You don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to book uh, Turnpike Troubadours or Trampled right. by Turtles or right. Robert Robert Earl Keane and then on and on and on. I know you know all the incredible cool people that you hear that you've booked, but you just don't do that overnight. So let's talk about you, Kyle. How did you get into the you know early life music business? Uh, we'll talk about Red Dirt Music, Americana, what's the difference, but you're an Oklahoma guy, sure. I, and I know that probably has a lot of your roots, I would have to assume. So yeah, how, yeah how, how does all that come about? Yeah. Yeah, so, right, I grew up in Yukon, Oklahoma. I graduated in 1992, which was 10 years after a little-known artist called Garth Brooks. And so music was certainly, as an Okie, music is a big part of it. If you go back historically, Tulsa, the Tulsa Sound, Tulsa Blues. Um, and certainly we grew up in, um, in a city that um, 
I don't know. It just seems – Oklahoma as a whole, if you think about you know, the last 25 years, you think about Vince Gill, you think about uh, Reba McIntyre and Blake Shelton now and Carrie Underwood and on and on and on. So for whatever reason, it's in the soil there. It's in the blood there. And uh, so I grew up playing music from a pretty early age. Uh, my dad was a trumpet player in the, the, the Army band, and my mom would always sing, and she was a huge Eagles fan. So uh, fast forward to high school, I'm obviously – uh, maybe not obviously, but I'm playing sports. I'm a big dude, but I'm also very, very interested in the choir, and I start to get into show choir, and I start to, uh, by the time I get to high school, we've got a band, and then when we go to college, uh, I am I go to college. What's on the name a, of that band? Let's hear it. <laughs> so Yeah, right. So the high school band uh, was called West of City. Okay. And, and in the day in Yukon, it was still a small enough town. If you lived outside of town and you looked it up in these kids these days won't know what the book is, but when you look someone up in the phone book, <laughs> it, it didn't say one, two, three main street. If you lived out of town, it said West of city. That was your, that's what it said in the phone book. So West of city was the name of our band. Uh, fast forward to college and, uh, I went to college on a vocal scholarship and, and, uh, played the band four nights a week. And so at that time, Red Dirt Music existed, but it didn't have a name. At that time, if you went to Stillwater, Oklahoma, you would have seen, who I went to high school with, uh, Cross Canadian Ragweed before they were anybody. You would have seen The Great Divide and, and Mike McClure, and you would have seen, uh, a few years later, you would have seen Randy Rogers, and you would have seen, you know, for a long time, the music existed, and uh, it didn't have a name, and then eventually it kind of got a name, like grunge eventually got a name. It, right. ca- it became synonymous for grunge to be Seattle, and eventually Oklahoma and Texas, it became synonymous to be Red Dirt. Initially, it was just a local thing. If you lived in Kansas, p- potentially, or maybe even a little bit further north or east, you didn't know what it was. Now, move it into the last decade, and you get artists who are emerging Red Dirt, Cody Jinks is a perfect example. You missed, you mentioned Tyler Childers. We got Tyler on when he was coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to go too far down the, the road there. We'll talk about it. But at the time, it didn't even have a name. We just went out and played music. There were some bands that broke out of the going to play four sets, um, doing only cover music, and started writing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it became popular and eventually cool to write your own music, to play your own music, and then you had your own crowd. You weren't doing Joe Diffie. You weren't doing Clint Black. You were doing your own music, and that's when that transition became. It was like, this is something. Local radio started carrying it. Texas radio started carrying it. So I came up around it when it was not a whole lot. I was in a band, but I was also um, starting to do shows and uh, eventually fast forward enough years, and I started to have my own show and then promote other people's music and so, yeah, I was around it before it really was a named scene. So you say something interesting, too, the, before there was a, a red dirt name. I'm from North Georgia. You know, I grew up in Southern rock, I guess you might say. There was uh-huh. always that sort of blend of Southern rock and country and old school country. And so, and it's beautiful. I, I love the musicians and the history of where I'm from. <laughs> but going back to so something interesting about, you know, red dirt and then Americana, what, you know, maybe the differences there, but like, Seems like with your shows and the names you're talking about, if you go back into Oklahoma during that time, mm. I don't know how to really say this, but it seems like the writing, you know, it's not, was it wasn't just the performing, the uniqueness of guys who can write, guys and women who can write, 
uh, perform. There was just something a little different about it, an edge to it that was different. Edge, that's right. I mean, is that something you see? Is that something you always look for? Like when you, when you, who did that come from? I mean, Vince Gill, and you talk about Garth Brooks coming out of there. What, what are the origins of that yeah. stuff in Oklahoma? How does that come about to make a genre like that? So red dirt gets its name from we have extremely iron rich soil, and it's red. It's not brown dirt. It's red, 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 mm-hmm. like clay. And but the music itself, you know, it's quite honest and real. Um, if you go, and Garth eventually did it, right? He went to Nashville, and then you run into Nashville producers, and you run into Nashville uh, writers, and you run into, and you're in Nashville, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, you are writing for a purpose. You're writing for a specific uh, demographic. You're writing to write about girls and pickup trucks and uh, and love and is girls the, is and evil pickup ne- trucks. Evil and, necessity, though. You almost have to do it at some point. Is that right? So, <clears throat> it's it's the uh, you know. Nashville music, again, I think, I think some of my favorite artists in the world are just writers. They're not even performers, right? Dean Dillon, for instance. He's a performer, but uh, uh, Liz Rose. Or, however, a writer is a writer and a performer is a performer. And the performers uh, that come out of Oklahoma and Texas and, and beyond now for the Red Dirt and Americana scene, these are people who are truly writing what they know. That's an old Mark Twain saying is write what you know. Um, not to say that a lot of music you hear on the radio isn't true or honest, but if you listen to the words of the traditional Nashville commercial song, it's like, you know, I, I'm not sure I buy that. Right, so yeah, right. there is a, there is a true life component about it. There is, they're definitely telling a story that more than likely they lived it. Well, there's also, um, there's also a huge difference, you know, with, um, on the same line mm-hmm. and not, not bashing Nashville or the music scene because I, I've been in it like you have and off and on through filmmaking but to me the difference is when you are sitting in in a writing room and you've got five or six young people yeah. and they're all trying to come up with a song or a tune or something you're just going this is so unnatural it's it's I, I you know I've seen good success come out of that and, and yeah. great songs have come out of that but the stuff you're talking about is like from the heart like you said it's like the land talking to you and it's coming through me and it's my song it's the perfect right? you said it exactly right it, that seems unnatural to me as a musician and someone who's written a fair amount of songs and uh, I get the craft and I understand the process yeah. but I've never I've only co-written one or two songs ever because. I don't like the, it doesn't seem natural to me to sit down and go, let's write a song about and then fit it in the 305 and let's make it hooky enough to where the soccer mom's going to sing it. The guys in Red Dirt, uh, they wrote it when they woke up with a headache and their girl (laughs) threw all their shit out the door of the bus or their house or their apartment, you know, off the third floor. And then they're like, shit, Uh, you know, this is a great song. And it might, it might not have a, you know, it might not have a perfect ending to it, and the guy might not get the girl, and those kinds of things. It's not perfect, you know. It's real, yeah, it's real. yeah. And uh, so, if you're if you're listening in or, or watching here, we've got Kyle Carter, Mile Zero Fest. Kyle, you know, when I say you're the founder, I know you have a group, a team, and we'll talk about what goes into it. I think some people think, ah, oh, I'd love to start a concert and a festival. That sounds, and I love music, so I can just do it. I'll invite them. We'll, I mean, it's got to be one of the most incredible undertakings to make it happen and then make it successful. Uh, and so much goes into it, but are you the original founder of this and where else do you do it at? Give us a little background on, on for those in Key West that know you, they probably just know you from Mile Zero Fest. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Britton. I, and Michael knows this for being around it. Um, I get a lot of credit for things that I don't do. 
and I could go on and on about uh, who all it is, but from all the people that work for us, that work for the company, that the the production company is called Owook Productions. I told you earlier that my daughter is a pilot now, but when she was little and she'd get excited, she'd say, "Oh, look, Daddy!" and then point at this and that. And so I knew what the name of the production company was going to be many moons ago. Uh, I bought owook.com when she was two or something That's like cool. that. Uh, yeah. And O H W O O K exclamation point Owook oh, right? And yeah. And so, not, not to be confused with OU. Uh, evidently, they might they might like football in that state. I hear. I don't know. So, yeah. Once in a while. It is life. Yeah. Uh, well, so right. I I had been going to festivals. Uh, I had been producing shows. I had been specifically. I'd been going to this festival called Steam, um, the Music Fest. And for the red dirt community, Texans and Oklahomans, it was the Mecca. And it still is the Mecca. It's still a fantastic show. John Dixon and his team do an incredible job. The artists love it. It's in Steamboat, Colorado, which if you've been there in January, it's stunning beauty. You get up in the morning, you go ski all day, uh, ski off your hangover, and then go listen to music. And I thought the world of the show. And after you know about 15 years of going to it as, uh, as an attendee and someone who was very much paying attention, and knowing a lot of the artists, I picked up like what was right about it, and most of it was right. And I picked up a few things that I would have liked to have changed as an attendee. And so, but what happened with Red Dirt was it was getting big fast. The internet helped that. Like the internet has made everything humongous, right? The internet made Red Dirt to where it was within a state, a couple states, multiple states nationwide, awesome. right? Wade Bowen can go to New York and play. Yeah, I mean Wade Bowen can go to yeah. New York for you know. Uh, I love Wade. I love you, buddy. But, uh, you know, the, when I thought, golly, when you, this scene has gotten so big. And so I started kind of like, man, it would be cool if we did this somewhere else. Wouldn't this be cool if we did it somewhere warm, right? As I got older, I was skiing less. As I got older, I liked cold less. And so I kind of started looking. Uh, so fast forward to about 15 uh, I'd wanted to come to Key West my whole life. I lived in landlocked Oklahoma. Uh, I traveled a little bit, but I hadn't seen too much. And, and I was a huge Buffett fan. At 15, me and a buddy who played fiddle with me is now a doctor wasting his time delivering babies and <laughs> instead of spreading love through music. For, for those listening at home, that's Jimmy Buffett, not Warren Buffett. So, uh, <laughs> so I was a huge Buffett fan listening to uh, beaches, bars, ballads, and, and awesome. boats. Yeah. Uh, just spinning that and dreaming about being in Key West. Had never been. Um, I didn't come to Key West until 15. But at that time, I had it in my mind, I'm going to do a show. This scene is going to be it. I'd seen how Dixon and, and Larry Joe Taylor and these big festivals had started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I knew. I knew that the music and the fans would travel. And I knew that a destination city was the way to do it. And I knew what contrasted Steamboat was hot, warm, sand, water. And everyone knows Key West. Yeah, exactly. So I came to Key West um, and immediately fell in love with it. Found a couple of other guys to uh, to get in with me and go, you know, would you like to gamble a whole bunch of money? And it, we might just piss <laughs> it all away. I know some guys like and that. And they said, yeah. And, uh, and so, so, you know, the next time, uh, probably like the third or fourth time I'd come back, maybe by 16 or something like that, I'd be, I was coming and going and like I met Charlie. Uh, Bauer, who started the Key West Songwriters Festival, and I love the tuna. Uh, that's another story too, but I'm a partner in that now. And uh, so he's, uh, I said, man, I want to get with the mayor. At the time, it was Craig Cates, mm -hmm. which uh, uh, you know, I still, I still to this day, 
uh, I think about the Cates family and what they big, big role they played, and, and boy, they went through a tough couple of years here the last few years. And I thought Michelle Cates was a was a top notch human. I just uh, love her, and uh, to know that you know she's gone now is crazy. But so I got the opportunity to uh, via Charlie meet Craig Cates. So it's a Saturday. We got the meeting coming up on Monday. We're out. We're here on stock. We're out the golf course on a Saturday. You know, having a few drinks and playing around to golf. And I get a call. I swear it was a Saturday. Maria says it wasn't, but Maria uh, um, at the at the Key West office calls and says, "Do you mind?" If uh, Charlie Bauer sits in on the meeting on Monday, and I'm like, no, for sure. And she's like, oh, you know who he is? I said, man, I've been doing my homework. Right. I know, Charlie. If I'm going to bring a festival to this town, of course. Yeah, Charlie's got to be at least give his blessing. So long story short, that first meeting with Craig, it just set the tone. And and by then, they'd announced that they were going to build an amphitheater, right? And Uh. it was like, oh, well, they're going to build an amphitheater. Right, wrong, or indifferent, you talk to people around the Keys, they're like, oh, they said they're going to build an amphitheater, but give it a decade. You know, they're not going to build it. So anyway, uh, you know, the short story is I I felt like the the, the festival itself was a no-brainer. Um, and, and it's you know, of course it comes with inherent risk and all that. But once I came to Key West, once I met, you know, city leaders, once I met – uh, the local business community, uh, I just knew it was going to be a success. And so then, yeah, we put to put together the money and immediately started started working on it. And it was uh, several years, you know, it yeah. was several years. When was the first – I'm, I'm new to Key West, yeah. right? And I've heard of the festival. Yep. I'm excited about it. Um, when was the first – when was your inaugural? 18. 18. Yeah, so – so it took you a couple of years to, to get everything together. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. And I, re- I remember hearing about when you first were coming. I've, I've been here 16 years now. I'm getting old. Um, but, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, no, another guy's going to bring the, you know, you know, I don't, I don't mean offense to the, because I'm a music fan. If you've accomplished something, man, come on, I'm a fan. But so many times you hear somebody's going to bring the former, backup guitarist for wasp or somebody's going to bring down somebody but they don't have the lead singer anymore so i kind of heard some stuff yeah and, and this this brings up an as you tell the story this brings up an interesting question because you're talking about charlie and i agree you know the serendipitous ways this came together the amphitheaters coming together craig kate's one of the best things that ever happened to key west as mayor and of course he's still a county commissioner but um and then, of course, you have guys like John Vagnoni at the Parrot, who's making music happen here. You've got Charlie Incredible putting on this this festival that's brought songwriters who you probably see something similar. And we'll talk about that, too. Before guys or anybody, uh, in terms of mainstream and notoriety, they were in Key West playing either at your show or Charlie's. And y'all have done a lot of that, which is, I mean, for me as a fan, I can say I saw so-and-so yeah. at the bar or whatever. And it's so cool. But suddenly Key West has become kind of a music town, but you really came into it while that was happening in mile zero. I guess my question is, you know, as you're doing this, do the performers, I know you know all of them, they seem to be very, you know, connected in different ways. Do they see this place as different than other places they play? Do they think it's unique? Do they love it? Do you get that kind of feedback from them? And, and uh, I don't know. Is that... They, they absolutely love it. Uh, it's not, I, I say this all the time, it's not Wichita. And, and I use that sometimes seriously, and sometimes I use it as a, as a jab. But it's not Wichita. It's not just Lubbock, Texas. It's not another stop on the bus. It's, it's Key West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we go back to the very first, when we go back to the, to the year before the first year, there was a lot of doubt. Uh, we got a lot of doubt from locals. Uh, as we talked about, it's it's not it's not 
but maybe every other day that an idiot shows up and says he's got some great <laughs> idea in Key West. And you're like, all right, yeah, whatever. So we certainly had doubt uh, from a standpoint of where we're going to be able to sell um, tickets. But we also, because we were the new guy on the block and because um, things like Firefest Fest and uh, because, you know, sometimes... You're going to have Ja Rule next year, right? right? Okay, so. So, sometimes promoters and used car salesmen are thought of the same way. Um so there were bands in the year one that wouldn't join us because it was like, let's see if they know what you're doing. Like, like you were saying, you don't just get to put on a five-day, 75-artist, 16-location, uh, a boatload of moving parts, logistics out the ass, and you don't just get to do that just flippantly. Even if you have money, you can just burn it all up by not knowing what you're doing. And so I... Uh, yeah, I forget where we're, where what the specific question was, but uh, well, I think one thing I wanted to ask, kind of, and that's my fault. I got so I I got the more uh, ADD than you. It'll, <laughs> it'll come through the microphone and, and get you if you're not careful. But uh, the thing I wanted to say was, you know, I was talking to Billy over at Coast and all the. This one brought up Charlie and John Bagnani, but there's different people yeah. doing music, and they and they've really Key West becoming. I used to kind of say it to sort of promote it, but now it's a real thing. It's a music town, USA. I'm not saying it's yeah. Austin, Texas, or Athens, Georgia, or Seattle, Washington, but it's got its own thing going. It's because of people like you. But your genre, Kyle, is interesting because here you are bringing in some of these people who are mega stars now, but before they were, they were cool. You knew they were cool, but right. guys like me didn't know it just yet. And, right. then I, and then I want to be cool, and I realize it later. I'm like, holy crap, I saw Tyler Childers over there that night. Or, you know, even my favorite moment was Whiskey Myers. I love Whiskey Myers. Incredible. Just a crazy show. But Billy made a point. Billy Kieran's over at Coast, and he they're, they're bringing in Black Pumas in December. And, and he was saying something interesting that made me think about you when he said it. He said, one of the things I love about Key West is it's sort of anti-cool. It sort of lives in a bubble, and that's a cool thing. It, mm-hmm. People, He goes, but when you're bringing in new artists and trying to introduce people to something new, that's sort of cutting edge and on the forefront, on the right. up, on the upswing, it's a little bit more tricky in Key West. Do you find that true, too, or is that – I mean, oh. I know a lot of your folks come from out of town as well, which has been great. You built it up. But in the early stages, did you find that true? Yeah, and, and I think I remembered what the, the first point was. Do we have a challenge getting you know, artists yeah. in? Year one, we had a challenge. Once they came – and once they saw that it was professionally run, it went from us calling agents to agents calling us. It went from us calling artists to artists calling us. It went from us calling sponsors to sponsor calling us. That's, so that's that was a combination of the fact that, right, proof of uh, proof of concept, right, great. But also the fact that we, that we did it um, in a way that the attendee, you know, completely responded to. We understood what the attendee wanted. We did it in a way that profited local business. We did it in a way that kept it safe for city leaders. We did it in a way that was profitable to the city. It wasn't lost on me or us as an entire team that if we don't get buy-in from local, the city itself, from local businesses, and from the people who live here, they can just as easily make it difficult for us to have a party again. So I'm thrilled to say that we get calls now from artists that I would never dream would want to play our show. Yeah. Isbel's that way. Yeah. Jason Isbel, I think, is one of the finest writers, performers, of players, the, period. Forget his, forget his politics. But, but as far as a musician's musician, the guy's incredible. And when we get to call his agency and they say, oh, yeah, no, he's going to be interested in playing that. It's, you know, you're like holding the phone like, yes. That's right. cool. That's really cool. Well, we're getting. I know we're getting close on time. We've got Kyle Carter, uh, Miles Zero Fest. I've got my sidekick here, Michael Kirk, 
Um, I'm Brent Myers. We got about what five, ten minutes. Shanice DeSantos let's go 10. is Michael our, made us drink. I like I it. We should, let's you know. let's point that out. Michael Kirk is also our uh, our uh, bartender extraordinaire. What are these, Mike? What did you make today? Say it again. This, uh, this is the uh, pontoon spritzer. I'll give you the uh, ingredients. We should mm. be doing that so that people can make it at home. Next Sponsored so, by Sponsored Tito's. By. So what right. we should do uh, Tito's. Next time is, uh, yeah, we open it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Turn your shirt around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, it's um, vodka, um, pomegranate juice. It has um, club, uh, club soda. It has um, a little bit of lemon juice, uh, strawberries, and a couple uh, sprigs of mint. Very fresh so strawberries. Little, I, feel like, I feel like we're cutting a commercial for it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So uh, it's really good. I'll say that. So uh, if you if you want one and you're over 21, we'll sell you one for 10 bucks here at the Keith Baker. Uh, let's, cheap. Let, let's finish this up in like 10 minutes or so. Let's have some fun. Uh, let's do some cliche stuff. Yeah, um, guys like you, Kyle, you get tired of people like me asking your music stuff. You're you Never. you kind of you probably you see stars. You're in backstage with them. You're putting on the shows. You're immune to it. But give me kind of what's one of your favorite or two moments with these these guys and ladies at Mile Zero. Give us some of the highlights. What what really stands out? I mean, it could be any, any, something small, but what yeah. what jumps out in your memory? Yeah. So I um you're right. You you get to be around these guys and gals and and. Uh, when you've been in it long enough, you realize they're just people too. You know, they've got fears and doubts, and and they're human, and uh, and that's cool to get to see them disarmed, because everywhere they go, people want to please them, they want to pamper them, they want to, and after a while, they too just want to sit around and not be ogled over, and they don't want to be, uh, you know, made a big deal of. But after we had year one, uh, we had Cody Jinx, which. <clears throat> Cody Jinx just is, another name, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just and we got him. You know, I don't want. I'm not going to say money wise, but I mean, we got him when he was he was just about to just explode, and so uh, and we have Pat Green, and you know, coming up where I came up, Pat Green was one of the first guys that made it out of Texas and became you know that that transition between Texas and and Nashville. He became a big a great big artist. So. Fast forward to year two, well, we have another fantastic year, and I get a text message. I didn't know the phone number, and it said, "Hey Kyle, it's Pat Green. Why can't I come back to Key West?" You know, <laughs> I love it. And I kind of thought, "All right, so if Pat Green's texting me, right, he's not reaching out through his agent or through his oh, manager or through." Yes. I thought, "All right, maybe we're onto something here," you know. And, and so again, it's uh, you know, I think about. This year, think about a performance that really stood out for me. Blackberry Smoke. Oh, man. Oh. Blackberry Smoke, again. From my neck of the woods, I think, yeah. right? That's some Georgia, Georgia folks. Yeah, yeah Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And I think that's right. I yeah. believe so, yeah. Well, they're just fantastic. And again, musicianship across the board, and they write fantastic songs. And a lot of times what we do for Mile Zero Fest is we um, offer, we make an offer, and we, we say, you're going to play for this and you're gonna play twice you're gonna play once at the amphitheater and then once at a stripped down acoustic show whether that be at the tuna or hanks or you know at irish kevin's or and those are the shows that people remember up yeah so um i kind of had this idea we've been working really hard you know five six years and coming into our we just our fourth year and i thought all the people all the people that have made it possible the city of key west fury water adventures um uh all the hotels uh you know 24 north and the gates are always great to work with michael ridgewell over there and billy at uh, ocean key and uh the whole team at the southernmost and all the highgate properties in kempton and i thought and my people you know our people and production and and uh, volunteers and i thought 
I'm going to take Blackberry Smoke, not put them in a show, and just do, just do an us party. And so invited all the people that I felt like had made a contribution, uh, called Kelly uh, Norman at Ramshead and said, hey, that two, that Thursday or whatever that we've got, a, uh, that's going to be a private show. And so we got Blackberry Smoke stripped down, acoustic oh, basically, plugged in acoustic, and just played for us. And that was still goosebumps. Like That was one of those things where – you know, I won't forget that, and they're are just you, are you awesome. Continue, are you continuing that tradition? Then are you going to do that again every year, or is that, that was there, there, once that was a one? Uh, there's a reason we're asking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we contribute? You know, yeah, we have cameras. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like this could be a fun, intimate thing. I would like to do it every year. You know, I, part of me felt a little bit guilty taking that show away from our fans, but it was, you know, it, it was a long time coming. You owe you know? it to yourself. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And uh, but you said it best. It's a celebration to the people that helped you, you know, bring it here. It's not. Yeah. It's not just for you. You. Yeah, I understand those. Well, if it's one of your greatest memories, it was the right thing Hell to do. Yeah. And uh, we went last night. I mean, the Key West Theater. I can't say enough about. Oh, did uh, you go see Chesney? Oh man! Yeah. And Ram said, you know, they've done a boatload of work here in the city, and I thank the world of Bill and Kyle and, great and, people. and Kelly and yeah. and Bree and on and on and on. They're, They're great, and, and, that's, and that's the thing I love. You know, I know these folks. Uh, we'll be going out to see a show here Saturday, um, and then uh, with Aldridge, Brad Eldridge. Yeah, I mean, and so. You being a part of that, a big part of it, and everybody did it differently, you know. And yeah. So it's not like your way was better or theirs. They produce and they bring in big, you know, Willie Nelson and Abbott Brothers. You're doing this really unique, unique thing for fans like me. Um, and you name some cool, you know, Roger Levering over at Ocean uh, Key. I Roger's mean, just bringing awesome. in people at the pier back before it was cool, you know. So yeah. this really is becoming music town USA. And having guys like you do it, Kyle, is if a guy like me, I'm in heaven. I get to do what I love down here in media. I get to talk to you guys. I get to interview a lot of these musicians. I'm going to start plugging you for some of these guys, too. Well, but, well, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, because you, you said something there. You said Music City, USA. When when Greg Velez took over the city manager's job uh, three years ago, um, it, one of the first things he did is he got us together with Ramshead and Charlie and, and a handful of people that he felt like were the people responsible for bringing music to Key West. And this is when the transition of the, the, the boats, you know, the um, – uh, what do you call those great big boats that come to town? The cruise ships. I forgot yeah. what they were. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so he said, look, you know, we know this is going out. It was about to be out. I want to put a focus on music and make Key West a music destination. I'd, I'd met him in Nashville before. Um, he, I think he'd been down to Austin and some places. But whenever you have city leaders like Craig Cates and all the business owners and all the commissioners who are a part of building the amphitheater – Make an investment in the amphitheater, that's a start. Whenever you have city leaders like Greg and Patty, who's in place now, who I think is fantastic, and, and, and Terry Johnston, and again, these are all people that are extremely community-focused, and when you have people like that paving the way for you, it makes a huge difference. We're going to do a whole show going back to Barry Gibson when he was on the commission, making that happen out there. Uh, culminating all the way it's sort of serendipitous when you got guys like Greg Velez and, and Craig Cates who care about the city they want to see stuff like this happening yeah. and, and it's cool um, let's uh, let's talk about the upcoming show real quick let's yeah. talk about how you can get tickets of course if you still can passes I guess you should say uh, I could spend all day talking about your app how cool that is when you're here you. but let's talk about the next show real quick and then can this thing grow is it, is it the sweet spot where it's at I mean what, what's the future plans yeah so um, the 2022 dates are January 25th through January 29th we do five full days in the past 
<clears throat> we've done a kickoff party on Duval Street where we give a free party to the city. We set up stage down there and do a big, big kickoff. Um, COVID has curbed that. Uh, we do not feel comfortable having a free-for-all, if you will. And I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, I'm glad that we haven't had to dive too much into the COVID and, and these things. But the, the the festival this year is a five-day festival all out at Truman Waterfront Park uh, during the night. And the daytime shows are you know scattered across the uh, uh, Southernmost Beach Resort Cafe, um, the uh, Sunset Pier out at Ocean Key, uh, Sunset Green uh, out at uh, the Four Pack up top, uh, 24 North in the Gates. Uh, we uh, we're talking about sneaking something over at East Martello, which I know we both love that property. Oh, uh, we have shows at the Smoke and Tuna because it's the world's greatest live music venue that ever existed. It's the place. It's yeah. The place. yeah. Um, and so. Uh, this year, obviously, Randy Rogers coming back. We have a hot, hot Parker McCollum is just this. I was looking at that name. Wow. He's and, so uh, fantastic, and we're, we're thrilled to have Ryan Bingham, who also I don't know <laughs> if you watch uh, uh, any uh, TV or not, but he's he's now a big time actor in Yellowstone, which is a fantastic that's, series. That's where I first heard uh, Whiskey Myers. They had his song on right. there, and then Ryan Bingham was on there. And uh, I can get, don't get me on Ryan well, Bingham. I, I've got a man crush on Ryan Bingham. Ta- me and you both. If Taylor Sheridan's listening, who's also a Texan who who puts uh, that show together, and if it's you awesome. listen to the soundtrack, it's Mile Zero Fest. And so I would love to have the Yellowstone crew come down. Their artistic director, their, uh, artistic director, I can't remember her name. She's fantastic, but she puts all that music. You know, to, you to that down, show. you're talking. I want Sheridan. Them to come here. Those are my favorite movies. Like his movies, his show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he's got a new show coming up. We can plug him all day long. Let's, let's oh, do yeah. a Yellowstone show at Key West Theater. So, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> with these artists, right? And, and the cool thing too, uh, we're wrapping up here. Uh, and uh, so make sure I got all my notes over here. Wrapping up with Kyle Carter, I've got Michael Kirk. Uh, Kyle Carter puts on Mal Zero Fest. Uh, we've had uh, Michael on the show before. You've heard his background. So I've got two just really integral music guys who just love music and do a great job for it. But uh, the cool thing about this, Kyle, is I look at next year's list um, for January 25th through 29th. Uh, and, you know, you got the big names on top. If you go down, there's all kinds of names of people who are coming. And I'm Great starting bands. to think like, hey, here's big names on top. Parker McCollum, Ryan Bingham, The Dead Six. South. But I guarantee you at least three or four of these names as you get smaller and go down the bottom, those are the ones I want to see because I know in just a couple of years, I'm going to be like, I saw them in 2022 in January. These guys they, are uh, all on the precipice of, and some of them have been around forever, Reckless Kelly and Wade Bowen and my buddy Cody Canada, who we went to high school together, and he, he had ragweed and now has the departed, and Jamie Lynn Wilson and and, and just on and on. Mike, Mike and the, the Moon Pies. Mike and the Moon Pies. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The, the, uh, everyone that I talk to that knows nothing about the music, just goes, you know, uh, you know Rob O'Neill, our world class photographer, photographer yeah. here in Key West. I ran into him and Stacy last night, and he uh, he said, "Man, I always come out there, and I'm like going to get my photos, you know, and I'm going to stay like 30 minutes, and I'm going to go home. But once I start listening to the music, you know, and the, there I'm, then I'm three and a half hours in, and that is a testament to the music. It is." good music it's it's relatable and they're fantastic musicians and they have great themes and it's, it's got a, a sonic sound that you know is really not the same as anything else but and we try to mix it up a bit it's not just red dirt it's also americana the dead south coming i think you know oh, you, you, you get that uh you get that way up north influence and if you've never uh, been to key west in january if you're sitting around anywhere else you come down here and you're like i just walked into a music 
heaven with the weather, the wind blowing behind you and the bands playing. You get lost in it. You really just get lost in it. For sure. I, I, again, we... I could go on and on. We could do three more hours of. I want to thank everyone that makes <laughs> makes it possible. We'll have you back on. I mean, yeah. uh, we'd love to have you on here uh, and just talk music sometime and, and love to hear what your playlist is and what are you listening to in the car because you got these guys. Bring a guitar. I'd love to. Well, well and hey, I, I want to say you know our goal, Owook Productions and Key Music Festivals and some of the other interests that that we all have together. We we're bringing a '80s rock show, Rock Island Fest, ten days before Miles. Zero Fest this year with Brett Michaels, uh, D. Snyder, Night Ranger, Loverboy, Leader Ford, Skid Row, Warrant, Winger, Dokken. Yeah, January 14 through 17. It'll be our first year four day festival at the amphitheater. Here. He here. What? 22. Right. So the 80s, the 80s parties. Go you want to talk about some fun stuff around that? Uh, Rock Island, R-O-K, Rock Island I Fest. Yeah. All right, so let's. let's We're going to make a whole lot more festivals here. All right, we're going to have you back on. We're going to talk about a lot more of this. We've got Kyle Carter, Mile Zero Fest. Uh, some of the greatest music in the world brings it right here in Key West, one of the most intimate settings you can think about. Uh, Kyle, wrap it up and tell us if people want passes. And I know sometimes you see yeah. a price on something. It's the best value for this size venues, these bands, these names for these these passes. How can people, can, can or is it sold out? Can you still buy passes? Not sold out. Our, and the majority of our VIPs are sold out. Mile Zero Fest uh, has a platinum level pass and a gold level pass and they sell out before public sale every year the okay. people come back every single year and they already have it's like chicago bears annual tickets you're, you're not going to get a season Love pass it. but we still have plenty of passes we'd like to say there's not a bad seat in the house you guys have been to that amphitheater it's a four thousand cap amphitheater it's positioned between the atlantic and the gulf it's this perfect especially in january when it's 12 degrees everywhere else and it's 78 or 82 degrees here you can be in the top of the hill we have our mile zero fest people that make their own swag that says hill people they love being up on the hill you know we we the hospitality is fantastic we got 15 different uh, uh vendors and half of them are food and uh again it's fantastic and and so mile zero fest the number zero not o mile zero fest.com click on bypasses that's uh 499 for a five-day pass basically it's 100 bucks a day you're gonna see 75 bands can't beat it yeah it cannot beat it that's the cost of a beer at some restaurants here so if you <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go um hey in all seriousness uh Kyle, great having you. Mile Zero Fest is coming up. I can't wait. Uh, Michael Kirk, join me. Shanice, thanks for producing. Uh, Florida Keys Weekly Podcast. Kyle, we'll have you back on. Folks, I'm ready. check it out. Again, Mile Zero, number zero, fest.com. Is that right? That's it. And uh, the Facebook page is fun, too. Go to their Facebook page. Look back at some of the years, the pictures. It's just uh, it's just one of the coolest things you can be a part of. So thanks for coming in. Appreciate both and, of you guys. Uh, doing the show. Yeah, man. And I think it's time for a refresher. So Amen. Let's, uh, let's go. Let's do it. Next week. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.